Since February, the hosts of Masters Cast were trapped in a river. That river was full of scare glows, and they could knock it out. Thankfully, Agent Spectre came along, opened up a dimensional portal, and let them out. This is what happened afterwards. This is Masters Cast, the first He-Man and She-Ra podcast, episode number 45 for Sunday, June 24th, 2012. Hi, thanks for downloading. I'm John Callis, also known as The Shadow. I'm Katie Carty-Hiley, also known as Rainbow Bright. I am Martin Penny, also known as Wacky Martin. And I'm Just a Lion Court, also known as Just Lion Court. What's up? How's everyone been since uh, February? Lovely. Oh, you know. Good. <laughs> we need to get these out more often. There's that. We do. I've been busy. I moved. She was moving. I was. Still am, sort of. We it haven't w- sold the house yet, so it's, yeah. It was a voyage. <laughs> um, Marzo filled in. Yes, so we want to thank Count Marzo again for filling in. Yes. Thank you. But look, we have everybody back this time. Yay! Just in time for new comic books and more toys. And all kinds of other stuff. There's a lot going on. There is. Or is there? Maybe you're just making this up so we could record an episode. <laughs> I promise you I'm not. And why am I talking like William Shatner? I need to stop doing that. <laughs> I don't know why that's happening. Because you wanted to talk about recently arrived figures. <laughs> that was a horrible... I can't do William Shatner <laughs> no, no, voice. just about the worst Shatner yeah. I, think. I can't. <laughs> Do a William Shatner. Because I don't like sentences to be just one word. It's all about the inflection. I'm doing the wrong inflection on the syllables there. Close enough. All right. Uh, Do you want me to cover what has come out since our last show? Sure, why not? Uh, Because I'm sure nobody knows and they didn't buy them. (laughs) (laughs) We can give our opinions on them anyway. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got uh, Cobra Khan since the last show, which yeah, I like Cobra Khan. Uh, one of my favorite characters. Love the head with the uh, with the cobra hood around it. So that's the one I'm using. Love the figure. Love the little uh, the little pet that he had in the 2000X show that he comes with. Really nice figure. Um, did anybody else notice? I'm sure people did. They uh, they added some new parts for this one that I thought were pretty cool because the the evil villains like Skeletor and uh, these ones that use a lot of the same parts uh, had these armor pieces that went around their shins. Um, whereas in the 
vintage toy line, they kind of looked more reptilian. Well, now we actually have a reptilian character in Cobra Khan that used the traditional uh, villain legs back in the day, and they actually redid that piece and made it a lot more reptilian, which is, I think, really a nice touch. Guess we don't care. No. <laughs> I thought it was cool. I was going to say that I, too, display him with the hood, the thing. It also helps the little guy, little pet creature, uh, sit on his shoulder. If you put the hood on, his tail kind of hooks back around and the hood will hold it, uh, hold that guy in place, which is nice. I will say that my mother actually recognized Cobra Khan. Seriously. As in, hey, you had that when you were a kid. <laughs> Probably because he was the one you were always spraying her in the face with. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I was very disappointed that the new one did not come with that spraying action. When, when I was a kid, I carried Cobra Con around, filled with water all the time during the summer, just to cool off with. I would just <laughs> spray myself <laughs> with him periodically, just to stay cool. Aww. I was a strange child. Cool it down a toy. <laughs> what, wait, what was that, Martin? <laughs> they should market him as some sort of summer cool down accessory. <laughs> like his hood could also be a fan. So it's yes. There, you go. there you go. <laughs> All right, so uh, so that we had to cover con in March and April, we got Thunder Punch He Man and uh, Drago Man. Uh, from the 30th anniversary subscription. I uh, had a huge burst of nostalgia with Thunder Punch he made because that was really, that was my probably my favorite variant back in the day. Um, and one of the few variants that I actually had back as a kid. And uh, I thought they captured it really, really nicely in the, uh, in the update. And Drago Man, I was completely blown away by. I really, I know Shadow hates Drago Man, but I think he's awesome. I think he harkens back to the early Masters day of Merman and Beast Man and all those characters, and I just think he's awesome. I I don't necessarily hate him, but I did not purchase him. And telling, saying that something looks like a dinosaur is a compliment because I like dinosaurs and used to watch that cartoon and always wanted there to be. Dinosaurs are action figures, and they're they never got released or whatever. So this could be like that. You'll be proud of me, Shadow. Uh, just last night, I was introducing some friends to dinosaurs. At least the concept of it. We didn't have any episodes to watch, but they didn't know it even existed, and now they do. Well, see, and the more you know, right? It's the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, so Josh bought Drago Man. Katie did not buy Drago Man. Correct. John did not buy Drago Man. Did Martin buy Drago Man? I regret to say that I did not. Oh, that's Ooh. three to one. <laughs> <laughs> that's unfortunate because I think I really do think it's an awesome figure. Um, the reuse of parts—he's almost almost entirely reuse of parts—and uh, the reuse of parts is really cleverly done. And, and uh, well, I will say that I may change my mind on. Uh, wanting the figure if uh, he looks badass or something in the comic book series. Yeah. And I do think he looks like a cool figure. I just 
I need the nostalgia pull to really get me to buy figures at this point, and it wasn't there for him. Hmm. Yeah, I really liked the design of the figure, um, but there was just a bit too much in terms of merchandise <laughs> for me that month, mm-hmm. so I decided to skip out. All right. And uh, should, we should probably mention that the Thunder Punch also came with the first issue of the comic book, which... Uh, the mini-comic. The mini-comic uh, that we discussed last year after Comic-Con, so... Been there, read that. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we, uh, we did that. All right. Uh, then we come into May... And in May, we got two figures because uh, one had been delayed. So we got my least two figures of the year uh, so far, uh, although one of them pleasantly surprised me. So uh, we got Slushhead from New Adventures. We got Stinkor, who still stinks in every sense of the word. No, actually, (laughs) I I will say this. I I actually like Stinkor. Uh, more than I thought I would. I was I was actually really really pleasantly surprised with Stinkor. He uh, they actually there's a lot more new parts on him than uh, I think some people realize. They used the Beastman body and uh, legs and arms to give him more fur, which the original one didn't have. Uh, but that also meant that the forearms, which are the Skeletor type gloves or fins or whatever you want to call those. Uh, the, the top half of those is fur now as well, so they had to at least do a little new tooling on those. Same thing for the below-the-knee legs. That uh, section didn't exist. That goes between the knee and the top of the boot, and that's fur, fur now as well. Um, and, of course, he came with a 2000X-style head as opposed to just the Merman repaint, which, even as a child, I hated that Stinkor <laughs> was a black Merman. I just I never it was noticed that. Stupid. It's it drove me insane <laughs> as a child. It it's it's largely responsible for my dislike of the figure, other than it's just a stupid character in the first place. But um yes, you can send me hate mail. I know there's a lot of fans of Stinker out there, but I, I was pleasantly surprised. I really I think this is even more than the Staction, this might be the best version of Stinkor to date. I'm a lot more uh accepting of this version. Slushhead is sexy like, and you know it. Mm. No, Slushhead, I didn't, I didn't like previously, and I still don't like. He just doesn't work for me. He's okay. Um, clever use of re- clever reuse of parts, but other than that, I'm, I don't. Uh, Slushhead is clearly the superior figure of that month. He got a lot more new parts. I'll give him that. Does Stinkor really smell as bad as he used to? Uh, yeah, I think it's much stronger than the original one, but it's the same smell. I did not open that one. I don't want to smell anything. <laughs> well, the, the bigger problem... I really should have left it in the white box, too, but I didn't. The the, the bigger problem is scent-wise, because I, obviously I open everything. Um, not only is it a stronger smell, but it sticks to you. So oh. if you handle him even for a couple of minutes, you're going to smell like that patrulli... For days. Does it so. make your like room smell? Well, I, I've got him like a diffuser a right now. <laughs> so, but yeah, if you leave him out, um, in fact, I was instructed by my better half to he needed to vacate the bedroom. Uh, it could not stay in our room. 
So he is currently in a box in our extra room uh, at present because uh, yeah, it's pretty. It is pretty intense. Ugh. Level of stench. Well, Slushhead's one of my favorite um, new adventures characters, so I was very happy that we got Slushhead because I was never a fan of Optic. Really, I could care eh, not say care less, but eh. um, I wanted Flipshot. I want Slushhead, and I want Master Severian. <laughs> so we're uh, two for three now. So I need the one more, please, Master Severian. Did you fill your Slushhead with water? No. As I was afraid I'd ruin it. Yeah, I'm afraid of that, too. Like, they, they tell you to do that, and they've got the, the opening in the back for it. But, yeah, I was afraid to do that as well. Not, not that I would care very much, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't care. <laughs> what, what do you think of Slushhead, Martin? Because you're the big new adventures guy. Uh, I love Slushhead, given that this was the figure that probably I've been going on about looking forward to for the past two years <laughs> uh he did not disappoint Yay! i have not put water in the helmet either because i was also concerned <laughs> Aww, poor slush head. my my original slush head has now got some sort of the whatever they put in his helmet has now turned to a weird sort of gunk uh <laughs> so uh <laughs> i should so check I mine and just, see <laughs> it's just sort of it looks like he's rotting Oh no! It's not pleasant. That would make the figure cooler. <laughs> well, he is a mutant. He just looks unwell. <laughs> <laughs> He's ailing, Slushhead. <laughs> I do. I do like the fact that the hook that he's got on the on the classics version is articulated. That is cool. But you know, that comes out in the little uh, what do you call it? You know, the little uh, antennae type things tentacles yeah tentacles uh that was that's articulated and i thought that was pretty cool you can move it and position it nice that was may uh june which just happened uh mine just arrived a couple of days ago we got uh oh no i'm sorry i missed one in may the mighty specter i now, hate him and that is all hey i almost bought him Almost. I almost bought him. Why? I was very close to hitting the purchase button. So that you could see him when you got him? No, no, no. I like the cosmic key type aspect. Big yeah. Wildor fan. Yeah. I kind of felt the need. Um, so I was very close. Very close. So, again, I after seeing him in the comic, I may change my mind. I mean the actual comic, not the mini comics. Mm -hmm. I'm not. Uh, I, yeah, I was not impressed. I, I don't. I don't. I, I was open to him. I, I didn't have a prejudice against him like a lot of the fans did beforehand. Um, well, that's the thing. Did Mighty Specter ever really have a chance with? He definitely did with me. I was no. I understand, but you're you're an open-minded fan, and I don't mean to call. I'm not calling out any particular <laughs> fan or anything. Don't get angry at me, but I'm just saying is that a lot of people prejudge and hate anything Scott does at Mattel, the guy who runs the brand. And you know what? We've gotten a lot of cool figures. We're getting comic books now. Things. I think he's doing an okay job. So I'm just going to put that out there. So I'm not going to prejudge something just because, oh, Scott's involved. You know, ah, he got the oh, yeah. job. Accept it. 
move on. <laughs> <laughs> I had no qualms with who created him. It was just the end product. That yeah, was and if the end product was maybe a bit more spectacular, it might have actually, you know, uh, won over a lot of people. Yeah. More true. so. So I-, I can see that point as well. It's just a boring character. It's just a boring design, I think, in general. I mean, the yeah. cosmic key thing on his wrist and all that, that's, that was, that's like the coolest part. But there's nothing else to him. And Shadow had to help me out with this. I was texting him like, what the, what the hell's wrong with this figure? To me, I can't obviously see it. And Shadow cleared this up for me. Apparently, he's got some sort of like a scarf or something tied over his head. Yes? Yeah, something like uh, that. So, so, but to me, I couldn't tell that that's what that was supposed to be. It just looked like his ears were deformed. So, because <laughs> there's... It's like pulled over his ears. There's like absolutely no detail in his ears. So his ears just feel like these lumps on the side of his head. I was like, what is wrong with this? What is that <laughs> supposed to be? It, it was just very strange. So yeah, I didn't, I, there's just nothing, nothing there. I mean, it was, it's an okay figure, but it's not one I plan on displaying. So. You know, his, uh, his real name is John. John Spector. Oh, yep. you're right. <laughs> but it had I'm I I don't know how I missed that but um it doesn't have how does he spell John though it's, it's they probably, spell it with a H <laughs> okay so see yeah not me so <laughs> I'm just gonna go on record although I appreciate it you know that's a fine name to have <laughs> they should have just right. called him John <laughs> there you go. I'm John the mighty Spectre Callus. <laughs> <laughs> um all right so uh then of course uh the month of june we got horde prime we got the griffin and we got uh snake uh snake man at arms was anyone else disappointed that in horde prime's description it didn't tell you on how he just really hates the spirit of christmas (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I'm actually quite pleased that that did not make it into the I don't think that needs to be there <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised by Horde Prime when he finally arrived really? as was I mm-hmm. I like it yeah but it's Horde so you know Yeah. it's in my blood well, I, I hated the giant helmet thing but um, <laughs> as soon as I took that off I liked him a lot more. So you're displaying him with the uh, the Hordak type head, not the uh, comic book I, head. At the moment, I'm displaying him with the comic head. Okay, because I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I also like how he has um, his hands are styled in the style of his big giant hand from the cartoon. <laughs> that was a nice touch. And you can remove one and put it, replace it with the uh, attachable crossbow, which is pretty cool. Mm. as well he does look really detailed from the pictures I didn't pick him up but uh, I do like yeah he looks cool well, apparently the big helmet is shaped like the shadow that you saw in the cartoon as well ah, some I people have said that yeah I mean they did make attempts to reference the cartoon image so that is a well appreciated mm. very cool uh, yeah I was I was pleasantly surprised with uh, Horde Prime. I was a little, I was kind of lukewarm on that one um, up until I had it in hand. 
So yeah, liked that. The uh, Snake Man Man at Arms, I really like this version of Man at Arms. I really don't really care about the whole uh, that that he's snake driven. So my plan is much like I did with uh, the two versions of Shira we got, where I sort of mixed and matched and made my ultimate Shira figure. Um, out of parts from both. I think I'm going to do the same thing with Man-at-Arms, and this Snake Man-at-Arms, I think, is going to be my main Man-at-Arms. I'm just going to put the regular Man-at-Arms head on uh, this one. He's got a lot of the 2000X elements going on with the more detail um, green parts of his armor and uh, and that sort of thing. So other than the snake part of it, really like uh, the, the Snake Man-at-Arms figure. Yeah, that was $20 I didn't need to spend, but I'm <laughs> glad you'll be able to swap the heads. Is um one thing I noticed in the bio, is Man at Arms now dead? Or he will be. At it that says, point in the timeline, yeah. Yeah, it says he was mortally wounded. Yeah, the idea is supposed to be that uh, the Snake Man took him over, he worked for them for a while, and then he died. So this is like ah. the... Just before he dies, man at arms. But I don't think that would have sold quite as well. <laughs> well, it is a fitting. It is fitting that uh, Tila's Tila's father would die, kind of like that, because does it matter? <laughs> well, there, there's a certain amount of irony uh, as well, given that Tila's got the snake armor and all that stuff as well. She makes her daddy proud. <laughs> there you go. Um. So that was cool. And then the Griffin, I thought was awesome. I uh, I didn't really care that much. I thought it would be cool, but I wasn't overly excited about the Griffin. Um, well, for some reason, I totally forgot that that was even being released at all. And I see this huge box <laughs> waiting for me from UPS. And I'm like, Fulfillment Center, okay, it's, it's, it's He-Man figures. And I'm like, why is the box so big? I mean, I... I I open it up, and then there's, you know, I see, I'm like, there was a beast, and I'm thinking, like, did I end up getting another panther or something? How'd this happen? So I was quite confused and unhappy, because <laughs> I didn't want the griffin at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really looking forward to the griffin, oh, uh, yeah. and when I actually got it in hand, I went, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> oh! <laughs> wow, so you had the opposite I did. Uh, reaction than I did. Interesting. So what don't you like about it? Um, I, uh, I think it's too obviously cobbled together from everything else. <laughs> it looks sort of mismatched and weird to me. And I wasn't a fan of the color scheme. And, and you don't think a creature that's like part lion, part eagle is, is kind of mismatched anyway? Yeah, but he's saying, you know, <laughs> we can tell it's like... I know. Yeah. It's, that's that's a good point, though. <laughs> you know what? Like you said, color scheme, though. Maybe if the color scheme was a bit modified, we wouldn't be able to tell as much. Well, I like the color scheme in the cartoon. Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean on the toy, though, you said. Yeah. The toy, I did not like so much. I like the fact that his beak opens and closes and stuff. <laughs> now I'm sitting there picturing you sitting there. Like moving its beak and making it talk, like you're not far off there. Oh, my girlfriend's chagrin. Yeah, so if you are gonna get rid of that shadow, I would like first dibs because I've been kind of going back and forth on whether I wanted a second one. So 
Interesting. You know, I've never sold uh, away a He-Man item that I haven't, if I had multiples of it. But I'm just saying. Well, if it's if you truly don't want it, I would consider taking that off your hands, possibly. Interesting. So keep Do it. I get pizza's payment? Sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pay you for the figure and throw in pizza's. His pizza. girlfriend makes spectacular pizza. This is why I am referencing the pizza. <laughs> Oh, we'll do that next time you uh, next time you, you come over. Delicious. We got to get that happen. It's gotta... like Chef Allen pizza. You know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, we got to make we got to make that happen. Um, so yeah, I liked the Griffin quite a lot. So that's what's been out. Oh, and we should mention that Snake Man Arms came with issue two of the mini comic series. However, I have not gotten a chance to read that yet. I'm a slacker. I didn't read it either because I did not open the figure. Because I kind of like it with the mini comic behind it, like old school times. And I already had the the first mini comic, right, from Comic-Con. Right. So I left Thunder Punch He-Man um, in its package. Uh, so now I'm torn. And I refuse to download things, you know, off the cuff. So I have not read it yet. Well, you can, uh, next time you're over here, you could read mine, and then I would get to hear it as well. Oh, that's right. I, I could do an oral reading <laughs> presentation. There I like go. that. It would focus a lot of attention on me. There you go. <laughs> All right, so, so has, that was... Wait, who has opened up Snake Man at Arms? Did you open him, Josh? What's that? Have you opened up your Snake Man at Arms? Yes. Yeah, he's awesome. He's uh, uh, going to switch the heads around and, and use him as a regular man at arms. So. I was going to ask you what you did with the ring that he came with. He came with the um, like the snake ring thing. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that comes. Uh, it's kind of cool. It it fits around his helmet, which is interesting, I guess. Um, Obviously, cool. Josh isn't impressed because he's like, "It's interesting." I guess. <laughs> I, I really, I just because the whole snake man at arms thing just doesn't. I don't care. But I love the figure. Like, to me, this figure, as far as I'm concerned, this figure is an excuse to get a 2000X style man-in-arms. That's that's really what it boiled down to. And I, because I'm a huge fan of the 2000X, I'll swap the parts out. I'll have that man-in-arms, which is what I wanted in the first place. And I'm happy. So, uh, I did read the mini-comic. <laughs> um, and... It's not something I realized until yesterday when they released the new prequel comic. But um, are these comics linking into the new comic series? See, I was confused on that too. I don't know. Because the events of the second comic seem to link in with the newly released comic. Well, then that's a good thing, I think. Because I, I don't want there to be eight different offshots, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. I I think in which we're going to get to in a minute, but DC also released a digital comic, but we'll I guess we'll get to that in a minute, but it ties into this. I think with making the first digital comic for Masters from DC focus on laser light, I think they're or laser lot rather, laser light. <laughs> wow. <laughs> laser lot. Uh I think they're kind of sending a message to the fans that this classics mythos is kind of what all of the media right now is going to be mm. focused on to you know 
for the most part. To a great because, uh, so a laser lot does appear in the second mini comic. Interesting. Now I want to open it. <laughs> and I don't want to buy another Snake Man at Arms to have in the box. Hmm. Hmm. You know what? I wonder if I could cut a slit at the bottom and slide the mini comic out and slide yeah, it back up that in. That would probably not work because it's taped to the inside of. Wonderful! <laughs> <laughs> For the adult collector. <laughs> so. Nice. Can you imagine if I tried that without asking? <laughs> yeah, you'd be unhappy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was actually one thing I have to say um, that I was disappointed. When I do open this stuff up, I'm actually, particularly with the boxed stuff like Swift Wind or Battle Cat or the Griffin, I'm real careful about uh, opening the box, sliding everything out, trying to keep the box intact. I keep all the card backs, um, so I make sure the back where the story and the bios are and stuff is all intact on those. I was not happy with the way that they packaged the Griffin this time because it's... The, the inside section that slides out that the Griffin's actually attached to, you basically open up one side of the box, like with Swiftwind. You could open up one side of the box. All those, uh, those panels on the side fold out so you don't have to rip anything, tear anything. And then you just slid that inside box basically out of the main part. Um, and then you could take Swiftwind out and slide that back in. With the Griffin, that part was taped to the outer box on the inside. So there was really no way without completely destroying everything of getting that out. I did the best I could. I minimized the damage. But did, we, did they really need to tape the box that is form-fitted to the inside to the outer box? Seriously, people? <laughs> they had a lot of tape left over from the bulk purchase <laughs> they made. That almost that wouldn't surprise me at this point, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, do we want to talk? Because we well, no. I, let, let, we'll we'll do the list. Go ahead, Shadow. Um, well, next we were going to well, yeah. Why don't we get all the figure stuff out of the way before we talk about the comics? Um, so that leads us to the San Diego exclusive. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be like the first one I go there and I don't buy. It's sad. I think this. Let me. I'll buy it. I buy everything. I'm. I'm one of those guys. Uh, See, I'm one of the ones I always say. Right. If you don't like it, okay. If you're going to complain on the internet for eight thousand years everywhere you can, it's called. If you don't like it, don't buy it. And I never. I never complain uh, if I don't like something. Like spec. Well, I guess I just sort of did with Spector, but I didn't. I don't regret buying him per se. I'm not going to bitch about it online but um and and vicron's kind of one of those i'll get him i'm interested to see maybe i'll be pleasantly surprised i'm kind of intrigued with the idea of what i think i'm going to do is is mix and match all the different parts together and make something that's sort of unique among several different pieces perhaps i don't know but i think this was a bad move on mattel's part uh to make this the comic-con exclusive part i don't think it's gonna you know hurt the line per se but i do think that that the way that they've done the last several years of exclusives whether you've liked the exclusives or not 
Um, I think they were really smart because they brought attention to the brand at Comic-Con to people that maybe were not otherwise um, aware, you know, aware of Ma that Masters Classics was, was happening. Um, you know, Casual fans, fans are back in the day that maybe aren't so much anymore and this gets them back into it, all of that sort of thing. They, you know, they had, they had uh, King Grayskull who you can, even if you're a casual fan, you can grasp the idea very quickly, oh, this is a forerunner of He-Man from back in the day. Whether you like him or not, it's an easy concept to grasp. Hero was a somewhat obscure figure. Um, again, it's a, though it's another concept that was easily grasped. He's got the sword, he's, you know, that sort of thing. And it was a character that was reasonably well-known, if not really, you know, not at all very well-known. Um, but then you had Orko, very high profile. You had Queen Marlena, very high profile. These were uh, characters that um, brought attention to the line, done in, in special ways that made them work as exclusives. Orko came with Prince Adam. Marlena came with Cringer. These things worked really, really, I think, really well. Um, as exclusives, and they sold them online in a different way, you know, a different version, made the exclusive special, but made it made it so there were plenty of them to go around. Everybody pretty much that wanted one should have been able to get one of those exclusives as well. This one, I think, I think a, a large portion of, of even the hardcore fan base isn't going to care, and it's not going to bring any attention to the line because nobody outside of the hardcore fan base is going to even know what this thing is. See, I, I would have done a figure, like maybe even just a He-Man, that was tied into the comic book, the new comic book, so that you kind of fuse the two things together. Because this He-Man from the comic book looks slightly different. They could have done that, something that with that. Been good. That, yeah. that could have been good. Uh, especially since the comic comes out in July, so I, I just think it would have been a really good cross-promotion. Uh, mm -hmm. But... What do I know? Well, you know what I I, think I don't buy things because Roger Sweet annoys me. <laughs> I think I think actually what they should have done um, for an exclusive this year is if they wanted something that wasn't you know a character that you know everyone everybody wants because I, I think that's part of what this was too is you always have that contingency that that complains when a exclusive is of a core character like it was with Orko and, and uh, Marlena. So if they wanted to avoid that, um, like you said, do a different He-Man or I think what would have been really nice is this time do uh, it, maybe even the same thing based on the comics or something. Do uh, a villain, do Skeletor, do one of do a recognizable character um, in some special way. They have done nothing but heroes for San Diego Comic-Con since this line started. Yeah, Skeletor, as he looks in the, at least in the 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 digital release there, he looks different. So and that could have been if something. Not, if not that, then swap it around and put the Temple of Darkness Sorceress as the Comic-Con exclusive and sell Vicron at the rest of the, the things if you, if you have to sell them. Uh, because I really want the Temple of Darkness Sorceress, and the only way I'm going to get it is if Shadow brings me back one from PowerCon. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and, and, and he better, or, or else I rescind the pizza invitation. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, uh, I think the Temple of Darkness Sorceress would have been a much better call. And I don't even understand why they have excluded her from Comic-Con, frankly. I think that's a stupid, 
stupid move. You're very mad about that. I, I am. I actually, I think, I think it's a very, very, very bad decision to exclude her. Because I think she is a figure that a lot of fans want. And a lot of fans are going to be at Comic-Con. Comic-Con is the big deal. If you're a Masters fan, and you're going to only going to go to one thing. Power, not, no, not taking anything away from PowerCon. I would love to go to PowerCon. But as far as reveals and everything else goes, that's going to be primarily San Diego. Um, well, I think the, the I don't like it's kind of to me PowerCon in San Diego is comparing you know apples to an Oreo cookie <laughs> um, <laughs> because um, it's San Diego. Okay, it has the reveals, but that's kind of it. So like I could get that online. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm going to San Diego, obviously, right? Woohoo! But um, there are also other properties there that you might be interested in. So, so San Diego is like your smorgasbord of of things. Whereas pa- PowerCon is more about meeting the people that worked on He-Man and She-Ra. Like you know, there's going to be people from mini comics, from the original toy line, from Filmation, from New Adventures, from Mike Young. Okay, so let me let me ask you a question because you you've done both. You did yes. both last year. So let me ask you this question because my thought is because of the sheer size of Comic-Con and the percentage of those fans going to to Comic-Con that that are Masters fans, even though PowerCon is you know 50% Masters, well, uh, well, I would think that there are. Well, I mean, it's supposed to be whatever it is. It's Masters and Thundercats is my point. Yeah, but I would say uh, the ratio isn't fifty-fifty. But go ahead. Okay, well, you, it doesn't matter. The point being that even though there's a a large percentage of the fans, a larger percentage of the fans at PowerCon are going to be Masters fans. It just in sheer numbers, I would think that by by sheer numbers alone, there would be more. Masters fans uh, that would opt to buy an exclusive at Comic-Con than there would be at PowerCon, just because the convention itself is bigger. Well, yeah, plus, I mean, Comic-Con is going to get people that just buy exclusives because they're exclusives in general as well. Mm-hmm. So, so, so wouldn't it make more sense to have the Temple of Darkness Sorceress at Comic-Con? Oh, but she's a girl. They would never do that. <laughs> Seriously, they never... Well, they did she though as much yeah but if you look at all of the exclusives they'd had they've had over the last i don't know how many years well last year we had marlena well let's see her and marlena but of course marlena came with cringer yeah yeah so we've, we've had uh well here here's the thing though i if you you i don't think you could do um the roger sweet designs though as exclusives like the convention exclusive because like if you took that to like if you took it to like new york comic-con and c2e2 right you would you have the same argument though as san diego like why are they doing this one like to me it makes sense that the temple of the sorceress one is the one hitting all of the other circuits i i guess i, I actually agree with that i just think she should be at comic-con in addition in to addition to that um yeah i can see the point uh of also releasing it but i mean obviously they're probably going to have some of her left over too right aren't they going to sell it on maddie uh not that i've heard no everything i've heard is just conventions and then that's it so well i'll try to get you on and then we'll put a smile on your face that would be all <laughs> 
I actually desperately want. I want that far more than I want Vicron. So. Well, yeah, I'm not even buying Vicron, and and I kind of hate that I even said the the the. But because uh, I'm assuming, I guess that's a way a lot of maybe people feel about Scott. But tough luck. That's my opinion. Uh, <laughs> 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 but I'm not buy. I'm not buying the San Diego exclusive. I just I don't like it. I don't like it. I just generally don't like it. Like I'm sorry, Mighty Specter is like eight times better. <laughs> Drago Man is seven times better. And Sir Laserlot is probably nine point five times better. <laughs> and Gwildor would have been a thousand times better, and Master right? Sebrian would have been twenty thousand times better. <laughs> See, you know what? Gwildor I would have even gone with and you know how I feel about Goldor. I would have even gone with that as a better exclusive because, one, it's going to be more recognizable to the casual fans, and two, it's the 25th anniversary of the movie. Well, what a great segue there, Josh. <laughs> it does happen to be the 25th anniversary of Masters of the Universe, the motion picture. Live the fantasy, or whatever they said in the commercial. <laughs> Live the adventure, that's what they said. Right? Nobody knows. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Live the adventure. So it's coming out on Blu-ray October. I think it's August, isn't it? No, I thought it was October. I oh, it was I hate when we do this. I don't want to go edit this. So this is live, and I'm not going <laughs> to edit check it. On Amazon. It comes right up on Amazon. Let's check on Amazon real quick. It's oct- I swear to you. I thought yeah, it was. October 2nd. <laughs> ah! Okay, all right. <laughs> I stand directed. That's fine. Thank you for that bit of philosophy, sorceress, but you were wrong. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to buy this, and it's going on the big screen with the surround sound speaker I, system and blasting that puppy. I'm going to get it. And I might get a Blu-ray player to play it. Because <laughs> I don't have one right now. So I'm hoping that they cave Warner Brothers Caves. They are marketing this as a 25th anniversary edition. But it is also one of the cheap catalog titles. Mm. The Toy Masters people already did film documentaries with Gary Goddard. Please just slap the puppies on the disc. That's all I have to say. Give me something that's not on the DVD. Yeah, I mean, I, I bet they will. I it would be will. it would be nice. Also, my gosh, I wish they would stop using the the stupid poster. That's the He Man standing there with the gun and the sword. I want them to use the better poster, the art image. You know, the painted one that looks mm-hmm. really cool. I think that would be a more striking Blu-ray cover. That's Blu-ray the one that cover. was on the uh, cardboard DVD cover, right? No. Uh, yeah, the one that I don't like was on the cardboard DVD cover and the keep case DVD cover. The one that I like was the VHS uh, uh, I cover. The first, I thought the first cardboard cover one was the same as the VHS. That's why I was... No, unfortunately was... not. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Um, the... Um, uh, I, re- I sent the VHS cover to Frank Langella back in the day to his oh, like agent or whatever, and it did come back signed. I should re- I should really I should I should compare the signatures of other stuff of his uh, to see if it's actually 
his uh, <laughs> thing. But there's a lot of people from the movie that are going to be at PowerCon, so I'm hoping to add to the VHS cover uh, signature-wise. So that'll be fun. But definitely buy it, because... Um, uh, if you don't like the live action movie, you should buy it anyway and just watch it because it's awesome. It is awesome. I I didn't like it as a kid, and as the years have gone by, it's grown on me more and more. And I, now I thoroughly enjoy it when I sit down to watch it. So good. I also have like a huge amount of nostalgia attached to the movie as well. Oh, totally. Well, as far as I can remember, it's the first movie I ever saw in a uh, movie theater. Oh, really? Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have no recollection of seeing any movie before that. That's my first memory of going to a movie theater. Wow. So, yeah, for my dad. Are you talking about theater theater or all-inclusive drive-ins, theaters, etc.? Everything. I would have been four years old when Masters came out, the movie. So Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting you're younger. Yeah. (laughs) I know I didn't see Secret of the Sword in the theater. I saw that on USA Network. A USA Network movie premiere event. (laughs) Special presentation. The Secret of the Sword. It was was special. I'm just saying. Go ahead, Martin. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I always remember going to... Like, we had the movie taped off the TV... Uh, with like commercial breaks and everything mm-hmm. one time found it in a video store for like some bargain price with the amazing art cover and everything mm-hmm. uh, and when we got the movie home there was a problem with the tape and it wouldn't play oh, oh. and it was <laughs> it was very upsetting <laughs> and i didn't get a proper copy of the movie till about 10 years later when i bought the dvd <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> It's a good movie. It's, you know, just suspend yourself for an hour and a half and you'll enjoy it. Mm. That's what I say. Because Gwildor rocks. Yeah, See, to me, it, the movie the movie is great despite Gwildor, not because... <laughs> <laughs> Don't be racist against the uh, Thinorians, or however you pronounce it. <laughs> the cheap knockoffs of Orko is what I call it. But see, you know, as you know, I have never been, even as a child. I was never that big of an Orko fan. So. I like Orko. I loved Yuckers, but no. <laughs> I, in fact, I just ordered the Orko keychain that's available now on uh, Amazon. So I'm hoping that's going to be worth the $2 I spent on it. Uh, okay. Speaking of uh, extracurricular merchandise... Should we mention the new office supplies that are coming our way? Yes, I cannot wait. I need the I need them. I need these. <laughs> I do because I could use a Castle Grayskull business card holder for my desk at work. What are you talking about? So they're coming out with a Castle Grayskull business card holder and a Sword of Power um letter Ooh. opener. Nice. Uh, the, letter the letter opener <laughs> will will be available at Comic Con. The Castle Grayskull business card holder will be available online. Yeah, and I'm not buying that sword at Comic Con because I put that in my bag and I'm going to get flagged for security for a <laughs> weapon. Uh, see, I'm going to I'm going to ship a bunch of stuff back uh, uh, from California well, uh, at Comic Con, so that will be uh, in the shipping stuff back. I'm not going to try to take that on the plane. Yeah, they'll they'll totally confiscate that. So yeah. 
But um, there's also like uh, iPad and iPhone skins available now. Stuff like that. All official merchandise. Nice. Uh, glass tumblers from... Uh, actually, I don't know that... What, I don't think they've ever said what company those are from. But there's some new glass tumblers like the ones back in the day. Humad, Skeletor, Beastman, and Tila. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get those. I want those, but I haven't been able to find them for sale anywhere. They were supposed to be on sale in, in May. I don't know that they actually hit that date. So we'll have to keep an eye out for those. Neat stuff, though. Neat new stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I'm, fantastic. More stuff for me to spend my money on. <laughs> um, so should we talk about the comic book now? I suppose we could. Well, uh, actually, you know, we never we didn't really finish the figure stuff. You want to wrap that up real quick? Because that'll only take a second before we actually move out of toys entirely. Well, if you want to, I'm not going to object. <laughs> uh, all right. So just real, we'll just do this very, very quickly. Upcoming schedule for the figures as it stands right now. July, Spike Or. Uh, also through the month of July, uh, July 2nd through the end, they're selling a bunch of uh, reissues on MaddieCollector.com. Not going to go through that whole list, but we'll mention that the Wind Raider, if you missed that the first time, is in its second run. Uh, it'll be available at Comic-Con and on Maddie Collector in July. In August, uh, we have Sir Laserlot, which I'm actually kind of excited for, uh, and uh, the Snakeman 2-pack of the uh, like Snakeman soldiers. That's available in August. September, Frosta comes along... <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm very excited for Frost as well. Um, although Mermista is still my number one wanted pop figure, so they, they need to get her done. Um, uh, but Frosta is in September, uh, along with Weapons Pack number three, which I'm also very excited about because I love the Weapons Packs. I always get those. Uh, and then we've got... We don't know when these are coming yet, but we have had revealed Mechanic. Blast, uh, Dragon Blaster Skeletor, which I'm excited about because uh, I love Mechanic and I love Dragon Blaster Skeletor. That was one of the only Skeletor variants I had back in the day, uh, and I thought it was awesome. And uh, we have gotten very tiny glimpses, apparently. I can't see them, but everyone else can, of Mosquitoor. So apparently he is coming later this year as well. Cool. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Anybody have any comments on any of those? What do you guys think of Mechanic and Blast, uh, Dragon Blaster Skeletor? Love Dragon Blaster Skeletor. Love Mechanic. <laughs> That's yeah, my like brief summary. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> um, Dragon Blaster Skeletor have like a little dragon that rides on his back or something crazy? Like yes. the old one? He does. Is so, the new one going to have that too? Uh, he does, I think, and it's massive, and it looks pretty awesome. Oh, okay, that could be sweet. On the Dragon Blaster Skeletor, did they give him, if anybody's got a picture handy, did they give him Hordak's feet? Not not the boot part, but just the foot part, because the back in the day, Dragon Blaster Skeletor had feet that were much closer to Hordak's than to the regular Skeletor release. 
Uh, I think they did. Ah, um, mm. uh, no. Did they? <laughs> no, it's no. Skeletor feet. Still Skeletor feet. Yeah, it's not oh, the it's not the Hordak um, uh, boots. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I was hoping that they were they were Hordak's feet with the Skeletor shin section because that would be virtually identical to the the eighties version. But that's okay. That's all right. He does have boots. <laughs> I prefer my Skeletor to have boots. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to make a fashion statement. <laughs> I just think he should wear shoes. Yeah, it's just more, it just seems like, you know, you'd be able to run faster, get around better if you had shoes on your feet. Yeah. It's just slovenly that he doesn't wear shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they they wouldn't they wouldn't let him into Denny's that way. I don't think. Yeah, no shirt, <laughs> no shoes, no. So I, ugh, why did you mention Denny's? Ugh, <laughs> it's like a pool of grease in my mouth. <laughs> All right, well that's it. That's it. That is it for the figures, for real. So now we can talk about the comic. Sure. Really quick, I just found a hilarious picture of someone with a, oh what Skeletor is that? One of the Skeletors, and they put Drago Man at, on his back to be like a blast Skeletor. <laughs> 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 Go ahead. That's awesome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Katie's having a giggle fit. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, so to confuse everybody, DC Comics released a separate digital thing <laughs> comic book <laughs> that at first everyone was like wait a minute this isn't the first issue uh because no it's not it's separate separate from the mini series so don't get confused um but it ties in but so it's, get it's confused a separate mini it's a separate mini series yes there it's gonna be two simultaneous mini series happening which is why like underneath the logo on this one they should have put like masters universe the digital series or something i don't know something to differentiate differentiate it please yeah that would have been nice so i was a little confused um but for anyone who hasn't read it you can go to readdcentertainment.com search for masters of the universe and you can read it right in your browser if you don't have an ipad or something like that on the ipad it's in the comiXology uh, app which has comics from lots of different companies and when you click on the DC section it's like the at, le- at least as of yesterday it was like the first thing that's in there so heavily promoted really so to uh, obviously don't listen if you don't want spoiled because we're gonna talk about it um, but uh, the general gist right of the story is there's these two Eternian punks. Uh, and in some of the panels, they look like Thundercats. Their face <laughs> looks like a th- like they, they are animal, but they are human. Um, and they go off into the forest, like many young boys do, <laughs> and uh, to, you know, play games in Roughhouse. Remember and, what happened to Fisto when he did that. Anyway. Um, filmation reference. Come on. <laughs> Well, at least it was a Filmation reference and not a 2000X reference. You tend to do those a lot. Um, So anyway, they're in the woods, roughhousing probably, and having fun climbing trees. And um, out of the blue, a pack of beast men 
not beast man, but beast men, come and attack them because they are hungry. Because, man, times on Eternia are rough. And, you know, how they need to eat some Eternians uh, from the town of whatever. It started with a T, and I can't remember. Uh, so it's the Beastman... Treadvera, yes. So Sir Laserlock jumps out and, and kills all the Beastmen. Lots of blood and gore. Um, so I know a lot of people are complaining about the blood. We can get into that later. And he, oh, gonna do it later? Yeah, let's. I'll just summarize the story quick, quickly. Okay, yeah, I got so he saves the children. He takes them back to his home. Not creepy at all. Um, <laughs> um, side note, map of Preternia on his wall. Um, anyway, they, fi- they figure out he's Sir Laserlot, so he's pretty famous. Although, I guess you can't recognize him unless he has his helmet on, because they obviously didn't recognize him from his face or armor. Um, they... S- there's some red glowing skull from Indiana Jones and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull um, <laughs> sitting there in his room. Actually, it looks like it's Horde Prime skull, I'm assuming, since it's red and looks like Hordak. Yeah. Um, the skull makes a vortex come out, and everyone's like, ho, ho, where's Gwildor? And um, <laughs> Laser Lock gets sucked into the vortex. Um it's made known that uh, Skeletor is ready to remake Eternia, and Laserlot ends up on the floor in front of uh, Maleficent, dressed as a hooker, um, <laughs> Merman, uh, who has his that symbol on Merman kind of looks a little horde to me, the bat, the symbol, um, Skeletor who looks like he's been juicing with steroids, <laughs> and he lost his crossbones, unfortunately, on his armor. Uh, what is that? Triclops, who kind of looks the same. Trapjaw kind of looks the same. Beastman kind of looks like Mr. T. I don't take credit for that. Someone else pointed that out um, on the He-Man.org forums, and I have to agree that once they showed a picture of Mr. T, and I looked at Beastman, I was like, yeah, I can see it. Um, Sir Laserlot's down there. More blood on the floor. Horde Prime, allegedly. Horde Prime Skull, and um, wow, Sir Laserlot looks really veiny, too. He might have also been hitting the steroids, or that gem that, you know, consumes his life, uh, makes him all veiny. But um, I'm glad Maleficent as a hooker got a good response there, because I, <laughs> I wrote that down so I wouldn't forget to say that. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, and then it says, end. Prologue. Thoughts? Um. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was okay. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't blown away. I didn't hate it by any means. Um, I did. I thought some of the art was lazy. Um, uh, and I'm talking about before we saw Maleficent. Um, (laughs) I thought some of the like I said, sometimes the kids kind of looked like they were uh, animals. In their face. It reminded me of a Thundercat. Um, but that being said, I'm very open to new interpretations of, of, of Masters Universe. I don't need the same old, same old art that we always see. You know what I mean? Like, I like, even if it's not as spectacular as I would like it to be, I'm still, I still like that they're taking risks. How about that? That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I liked um, when I found out 
that it focused on Sir Lazelot. <laughs> I was like, no, oh, Sir Lazelot. <laughs> but um, without his armor, he looked much better. Yes, I, it actually makes me wish the figure looked more like the comic book. This is like a filmation uh, situation, right? Where I would see like a, if you saw like Glimmer or something, and you're like, well, why doesn't she look like she does in the cartoon? Like, the, you know what I mean? It's one of those where he looks so much cooler and like badass in the comic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's got that crazy helmet. Mm-hmm. And he's still sort of uh, Masters of the Universe-esque mm-hmm. as well. He doesn't look like like a lot of the new characters, like Spector, look like they belong more in DC Comics, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which these technically are. But um, <laughs> uh, he does look a lot more Masters-esque without the armor, I thought. I agree, 100%. Although that whole veiny effect you were talking about totally makes them look like zombies to me. Ah. There's holes in their arms. I don't Maybe it's just the style <laughs> I'm not familiar with. Like. Now, what, what, what's the thoughts on this possibly being, right? Because we don't know. But I'm going to say if it's Horde Prime's skull, um, and it was called the Skull of Power, I believe, right? Um, it's what, that's what Maleficent called it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, it's that's I find that interesting. I'm actually intrigued, right, as to why does Horde Prime Skull, if it's Horde Prime Skull, have this power? If it's like ends up being Hordax Skull or something, and it's red, I'm gonna be really confused. Um, that would be strange. So I want to keep it as Horde Prime Skull. What if it's because presumably, I mean, who knows in this new timeline? But presumably. Horde Prime uh, is supposed to be uh, in charge of the Horde Empire. This is assuming that the more or less the bios and the comics are in the same mythos. Uh, what if Horde Prime is still supposed to be around for the, the Empire? This Then this couldn't be his skull. Horde Ak and Horde Prime are supposed to be brothers. What if this is like their father's skull or whoever ruled the Empire before... Yeah, I guess that could be. Horde Prime. But it's definitely a skull that's related to Hordak in some way. Yeah, yeah, he has like the bone fin on top of the head. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a Hordakian skull. Yeah. Hordakian, that's a great word. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with the Kardas- Kardashians. Although I'm sure a lot of people would love a severed Kardashian yeah. head on their- <laughs> <laughs> I was, saying- careful, I was going to say Cardassian, and that's <laughs> right. That was what I thought at first as well. Are you saying Cardassian or Kardashian? Yeah. <laughs> it's not um, Gold Ducat's skull. Okay. <laughs> For anyone who has watched Deep Space Nine. Uh- <laughs> oh. See, that's totally lost. I have. I don't know anything about Star Trek except my poor William Shatner impersonation. <laughs> um, but. <John>. Uh, <laughs> Is that Maleficent or is that Evil Lynn? Why? I would like to know why she has thorns or not thorns. Um, what are those called? Horns. I'm, see, I'm thinking of what is a thorn? That's at the end of Sleeping Beauty, right? There's all those thorns. Um, uh, so why does she have horns sticking out of her cheekbones and stuff like that? And she, I think she had a very bad plastic surgery job in the chest area and I just don't know why they thought that would look good. Are we absolutely sure this is Evil Lynn? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Okay. I mean, she has the... Yeah, it's Evelyn, but she also has purple skin now. I just noticed. Mm. Um, I'm not a fan rich. of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she has like, well, she. It's just I don't like it. I that's one thing I don't I don't like. I really like the merman though. If you want to go on something positive, yeah. I was about to say I love the merman redesign. He looks yeah, that is stunning. I wonder if some of this is just the, the poor artwork in general for this comic, and and these things will look a lot better in the full on miniseries it may well there's another image on on dc's uh website um for this series and it has like tila on it and she looks more like a battle battleground tila um because it looks like she has blonde hair the way the 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 thing is tinted you you might not be able to tell but her hair looks the same color as he-man's in the same image so i'm gonna say she has blonde hair she also has a sword that looks like it has some type of jewel in the center of it, so that I don't like. Um, only Shira should have a sword with a jewel in the center in this type of th- setup. Um, but you could see the sorceress up top, and uh, Skeletor does kind of look like this Skeletor, but Eva Lynn, we see her from the back, and it and I th- I think this is how she's gonna look though. Um, but but like you said, if someone else is drawing her, it may look better. Uh, am I stretching it a little bit too much here? Because <laughs> she's certainly stretching her outfit a bit there. <laughs> Can we That's... switch back over to the the uh, violent violence thing that you alluded to? Yes. So I think it's I don't know if it's necessarily split, but I, there are fans complaining about the blood. And the, usually the argument is, you know, blood just for the sake of blood is not needed. But I don't mind blood. Well, I don't my know. thing, my thing is just uh, that they they're never going to please everybody. If there wasn't any fans, would be complaining that it's you know it, you know this is definitely the series is definitely aimed at at adult readers. Adult readers, you know, I think, in general, are going to. Well, maybe not necessarily all the hardcore Masters fans, but certainly just comic fans in general are going to prefer the darker Masters. I certainly do. The only thing that I thought was a little bit odd was the implication in uh, Laserlot's dialogue that the Beastmen are cannibals, which I thought was interesting. Oh, yeah. Because um, they were going to eat the children. Well, not not even just that, but then he said for them to leave after he's killed all those beastmen because more would be coming to dine or whatever. So I'm yes. thinking that, that they were dying on their own kind, which is very creepy. Yeah. That creepy. There was also the mention of scareglows, plural, oh, that, yeah. that rise out from some type of river. Um, and it, it made me, the image I saw in my head were like dementors from Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I actually think that's cool because like it could be on on Eternia because I always thought the Scaraglow name was kind of stupid, but I can kind of get behind it if it's like this is the Eternian, you know, uh equivalent to how are vampires or werewolves or that these were sort of these myth- mythological, you know, creatures of the night sort of thing and then when Carrick Null or whatever his name is that uh ends up turning into the the ghost 
that uh, we know of as the Scareglow figure, um, you know, just sort of adopts that as his name because he looks like this this mythological Eternian uh, creature. I, I actually really like that whole interpretation. I think that's see, pretty now. Cool. See, I like that too because you didn't jump to the conclusion that it's plural. That means Scareglow is a race, like the Beast Men. You know what I mean? So I like that because it still it still makes sense the way you're saying it, but then they're not a race. Exactly. Uh, so I, I kind of like that. I, I do. And but if they kind of look like Dementors, I think that would be cool, too. <laughs> and I know you you mentioned, I think, before we got on the show, that you kind of uh, shy away from everything having to be a race. But I do yes. think in a lot of cases, it does... Uh, it does make sense, and not in all of them. Like, I would definitely take issue if there was going to be like the scare glow race or something like that. I would definitely take issue. But with the beast men, with the uh, uh, I forget the name of them, that the the creatures that were the uh, like clawful, uh, the crab men or whatever lobster men. The, yeah, some uh, of them make sense. Yeah, the the lizard uh, men, like a, a lot of the snake men, a lot of the races, I think those all make sense. Um they they just need to be careful not to overdo it. That's that's the main thing. But it did I mean it did sell me on Sir Laserlot. Um not that I not to buy the figure, but that he would look really cool if he looked like he did in the comic book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's cool that he was one of King Grayskull's knights, apparently. Yes. I think that's actually kind of cool. And if you touch him, you're going to burn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. his whole backstory mm. is very cool. I, I, I was kind of okay with Sir Laser Lud, despite the sort of stupid name that he has as well. Um, he does remind me a lot of the later vintage characters like Ninjor and and uh, Rio Blast and some of these ones that I don't really care for in the tail end of the vintage line. Um, but I, I can kind of get behind him. He's, he's kind of cool. And um, I think, did you mention this earlier? Or I'm not sure when we talked about the mini comic, but it's obvious that for the new comic series, the 30th anniversary characters are going to be integrated um, into the, the, the media. So if you don't like the 30th anniversary characters you're probably going to have issues with the comic series so make your decision now (laughs) if you don't like them being used maybe you shouldn't buy the comic book and i will say the synopsis for the new comic book miniseries is phenomenal i i love the concept yeah it's it's i i think it's going to be great and um well they uh besides their laser lot uh Agent Spectre is mentioned in this digital uh, prologue thing. So, thank God it, it said Agent Spectre and not Mighty Spectre because that <laughs> would have sounded really stupid. I do really like. Glad they didn't do that. I do like the title Agent Spectre better. I do. Mm. That would have been much more acceptable to me than the Mighty Spectre. <laughs> I agree. Um. But, uh, yeah, so if you don't like these characters, and I say go into them with an open mind, um, just like I did, obviously, with the San Diego exclusive, <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> uh, because a, I didn't really care about Sir Laser lot, but now that he's in this comic book, I'm kind of liking him. So you may feel the same way about Spectre, um, or myself with Drago Man, maybe, in the, in the, when used in the comic book. 
Hmm. One of the reasons I disliked the 30th anniversary characters was because we got them in place of characters who had appeared in cartoons, comics, uh, films, whatsoever. And um, now they've actually included the 30th characters in some sort of story media. Um, I'm more open to them. Yeah. I think that's a good... (laughs) Yeah, that's a good... uh... A good way to, 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 to look at it, I think. And remember, too, you know, a lot of the people who do take issue with the fact that they're introducing new characters and stuff, a lot of them are the hardcore, like, filmation fans and that sort of thing. They don't like anything to, to be different or change. But if, if you really stop for just a minute and think about it, filmation was constantly introducing new characters that were never anywhere else except for this one episode of you know of the cartoon series they were always bringing new characters in so and nobody nobody takes issue with any of those so but they um, didn't waste a figure on star child <laughs> yeah oh god yeah. i don't know about that <laughs> well too um there's always going to be fans that think they know what's right they know what direction this should go in they could handle it so much better. Blah, blah, blah. And hey, in a perfect world, maybe that would be true. But in reality, <laughs> this is what's happening. So obviously, if you want to complain, you know, complain. But I would like constructive criticism. I don't just be like, oh, I hated the, the digital comic. Tell me why you hated the digital comic. You know, what did you think about the art? What did you think about the story? Um, I don't know bothered by the grammar issue in the first sentence oh does that one i had trouble reading as i when i was uh reading it some of them yeah were oh you mean because there's a period there and there shouldn't be no they said became where it should be become in that uh tense so centuries before, Prince Adam would claim the sword of King Grayskull and became Eternia Savior. I mean, it's not wrong per se, but really, if you're saying would claim, it should be would become. Oh, that does. Yeah. And what yeah. is that a complete sentence? Because I just don't feel there should be a period at the end. <laughs> oh, there's that issue as well, now that you mention it. <laughs> because even the first part, long ago on the planet Eternia. Like, I feel like it should be dot, 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 like, yeah. n- not a, just a period. Yeah, that, that's not a, that it's not a complete sentence. Mm-mm. That should be a dot, dot, dot. Ellipsis should be there. So we're judging you, Jeff Johns. <laughs> uh, and I, mean, I, he probably didn't have anything to do with that. That's the letterer's job and, to and, do that correctly. So. Well, it might've been in his script though. It might've said long ago on the planet Eternia, period. Right. No, I understand that. But the final way that it's written out punctuation all that's the letterer's job in in comics that's my understanding anyway two editors and neither one of them caught yeah to make it correct and fit (laughs) all that so yeah i think uh what is it kwanzaa johnson i'm looking at you editor um (laughs) and is it just me or does anyone whenever there's a guy named jeff that it's spelled g-e-o-f-f i call those people g-off like i can't say jeff (laughs) Like, I always want to call him Geoff Johns. <laughs> back, way back in the day, uh, we're talking early 80s, uh, I had a talking computer at school as well. And, of course, the speech on those computers was terrible back then. And the main word processor that everybody used 
back then uh, that was visually impaired. Uh, it was called Word Talk, and the guy that wrote it was uh, Jeffrey... Uh, I forget his last name, but anyway, but it was spelled that way you were talking about, and the computer mangled that. It's like Geoffrey or something like that. It was just completely, <laughs> completely <laughs> wrong. That's what you... Yeah, that's what you're doing. Same thing. So funny. I wonder so. if in the Game of Thrones series he named that character Joffrey just to mess with people. <laughs> Geoffrey. <laughs> it was just Joffrey. J O F L E Y. I bet he didn't like that weird spelling either. I don't know. Whenever I hear Jeffrey, I just picture a big giraffe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Toys R Us. Toys R Us. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot that. Jeffrey Giraffe. Who I think is no more, is he? Um, I don't know if they. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen really any Toys R Us commercials lately. I don't know if they still use them. Probably not. They used to have when I would go to Toys R Us to get Master stuff as a kid. There was a huge Jeffrey, like stuffed animal thing that was like three times as big as I was as a kid. Nice. And I wanted that. It was like hundred and some odd dollars. But I wanted. Mm-hmm. See, I usually shopped at Children's Palace, and their mascot was a panda bear. <laughs> Just FYI. There you go. But their buildings were shaped like a castle, so that was way cooler than Toys R Us. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was pretty badass. <laughs> but so there's the the comic. You can buy it. Um, the actual comic miniseries, like the physical comic. Um, Although I'm assuming that one will be available digitally as well. Um, it comes out in July. July 4th. Actually. So it's coming up pretty soon. Nice. Celebrate American independence with He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. <laughs> <laughs> and do we know, are they going to be carrying that at most comic shops? See, that's a good... I I just ordered mine online, so they're going to send it... You know, I will get the every new issue bagged and boarded... Um, when it comes out, because uh, I have no time to hunt down a comic book shop. <laughs> no offense to comic book shops, but the smaller, you know, in-town comic book shops, I feel that they, they're they just not as nice to you when you're an outsider coming in. You're not one of their regulars. I've had this experience more than once. That's why I, I just ordered it online. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Um, I've had positive experiences too, obviously, but I don't know. It was a little weird. So, anything else? I think we're. I think that covers the comics. I think so. So interesting. I I I look forward to seeing what Evelyn actually looks like in the in the real miniseries. Not that yeah. this isn't real, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Josh, didn't you want to say something real quick about the Filmation soundtrack? Ah, the Filmation soundtrack is available from 13bizbis.com. I got that in the month of May. It is very affordable, even though it's being shipped from France. Mm. Um, uh, and it got here incredibly quickly. I ordered it, I think, on a Sunday, and I had it by that Friday, I think it was, or maybe Thursday. So it got here quick. Um, it's very good. The the uh, remastering is incredibly well done. 
A um, lot of good stuff on there, including a track that was apparently uh, recorded for the show, but never actually used on the show. So that was interesting to hear. Uh, there's an instrumental version of the theme now that is not the instrumental one that's been floating around online for a while, which has the He-Man chants in it. This is one without the He-Man chants, which I very much appreciate. Um, so that's available on there. All of the, the music you'd expect to hear is on there, except for, I was very sad that the, the Snake Mountain type theme, which I really, really like, is not uh, well, that's, on there. Uh, but I believe, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but that Snake Mountain music that you're referencing is actually from Mysterious Cities of Gold. Not you're He-Man. thinking of the one that's called Dreams on this release. Dreams. I think. It's the one that's with the violins, right? The doo-doo-doo-doo, or the, uh, I think it's called Dreams on this release. I think I know the one you're talking about, um, but that's not the one I've, the one I'm talking about is the da 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 Oh, like, but I thought you said that we already had it. We do not have it. Oh, okay. I thought you said it was the one that we already had, and that yeah, is yeah, the no, one no, no. from Mysterious Cities of Gold. Yeah, okay, that's, that's actually on the CD, I believe. Um, I think that we're thinking of the same one. Okay. But the the one that I'm talking about that sort of played as they zoomed in on Snake Mountain a lot of the time and stuff. Uh, yeah, that one's not on there. That one's never been anywhere, as far as I know. I really wish somebody would find a copy of that and remaster it because that'd be cool. Actually, there's a lot of music still from the show that we don't have, but this is a great. Great piece. Highly recommend it. The um, the CD itself is only six euros, which uh, is like seven or eight dollars in our uh, American money, and who knows what in Martin's UK pounds, because I'm not sure. But uh, <laughs> about six euros. The whole thing, all said and done, was about fifteen bucks shipped. So not bad, and uh, well, well worth it. So. I'm not no the one I was talking about that um, the one from Mysterious Cities of Gold is not on this soundtrack. Okay, okay. Just saying, I'm double check. I was double checking there. That's fine. I know the one though that you're talking about because it was available floating around online for a while. Yeah, and it does sound yeah. Okay. Anyway, never mind. Well, apparently they have the Mysterious Cities of Gold soundtrack for sale as well, so you can ah. get those. Children of the Sun. <laughs> I always like that theme song. So I took some time after that and made a, a whole slew of ringtones for my iPhone out of the instrumental music from the soundtrack. So I have lots of filmation ringtones there. And what was the website you can buy it on? It's 13bisbis.com. So make sure you type in the www because it takes you somewhere weird if you don't. <laughs> I see. Okay. Uh, I the, web- <laughs> the website is all in French, so be aware. Um. Well, the front page isn't in French. All right. Maybe. Anywho, this is. Oh, you have to go to their shop. I think you mean the shop yeah. is in French. Maybe the shop is in French. It is. Because it's Le Mastres de la Universios or something strange like that. That I um, yeah, you. I think you were. Uh, it's Le Maitre de l'Univers or whatever. You're not. You're. You were saying it like like it was Spanish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Ah. 
You have to go under 80s, or it translates as 80 years. That's what it's under. There's also a sort of um, long story type thing in Hey, French. but you know that link you just sent me, Katie? And I know everyone's lost because they can't see this, but she sent me the link to all the 80s things. The one that's to the left of the He-Man one. Grimdeezer? Yeah, see the guy in the middle? Yeah. yeah. That's the guy that sings the male part of I Have the Power. Really? Uh, so there's a bit of trivia for you. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he looks, oh no, he doesn't. Never mind. For a second I thought he looked like the Karate Kid. But uh, well, may, maybe from a distance. Yeah, from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, D- Josh, why didn't you also buy the Inspector Gadget soundtrack? <laughs> I was just looking at that. <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, I, Shadow and I had this conversation recently. I actually uh, decided to try to revisit Inspector Gadget. Have not seen it in twenty-five plus years, probably. It's on Netflix. I sat down the other evening. I couldn't even get through half of an episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It I don't, does not hold up well. I don't I think it sad. holds up either, yeah. <laughs> I, I should have just not and let let my good memories be what I had of it because uh, <laughs> Oh boy, it doesn't it doesn't hold up. And the quality of the cartoon on Netflix is horrible. It's almost unlistenable, so very bad quality. Yeah, we got I mean the way that the He Man and She-Ra filmation stuff was remastered, I mean that was that's much better than a lot of the eighties stuff that's come out on DVD. All right, so I think we're done for now, and perhaps we'll do another one soon. <laughs> Hopefully. Maybe, yeah, we should do our Comic-Con follow-up, for sure. Yes. Yeah, definitely. We need to get that done. At Grandamere, people, he's coming. We're almost there this fall. I, I'm so stoked for Grandamere. Yeah, that should be pretty awesome. As long as he's allowed to talk. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. Um, thanks for joining us on this journey with uh, Sir Laser Lot. I'm John Callis, also known as Shadow. I'm Katie Carty Hiley, also known as Rainbow Bright. I am Martin Penny, also known as Wacky Martin. And I'm Josh the Lion Court, also known as Lion Court. Good journey. Good journey. Good journey. Good journey. Say what? Good. Good journey. Good journey. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa.